Okay. Hello. Um, Jesus or Mary or God, maybe. I don't know, maybe, uh, <clears throat> maybe if Mary took this prayer and, uh, passed on the message to God, that'd be best. I'm still not on, uh, on great terms with God, I don't think. Um, yeah. run into the uh, Catholic belief that the saints can pray for you. It made sense to me, like, you can get living people to pray for you. You can ask living people to pray for you, and there's some scripture somewhere that says something like, Oh, I can't remember. But, uh, yeah. I don't know why I feel the need to justify it. Anyway, Mary, I guess. Now that I know you all that well, maybe that's why it's easier to talk to you. But, uh, I guess it's nice to feel that maternal presence. So this is, uh, my third night doing this sort of praying out loud thing and this is my first night recording it and I hope it doesn't bother you that I'm recording this I don't necessarily expect anyone to hear it. Maybe I'll go back and listen to it. But then at the same time, I think there's a part of me that hopes that uh, someone will find it. Someone might find it after I'm dead or maybe just years down the line. So, yeah, I guess I guess it makes it weird because it's a little less of a personal conversation. I feel like I have to be almost nicer than I normally would be. I'm going to try to turn that off. These prayers have become a an avenue for me to express my thoughts, my frustrations with the world, with God. And, I don't know, when I think about what I'm doing, I get angry. Because I don't, I, <laughs> I don't hear any voice talking back to me. 
I don't feel any presence. So it's always been whenever I prayed. When I was more religious, when I was Mormon or LDS or Latter-day Saint. I would make up a presence. I would imagine a presence. I talked about how when one time I prayed to know if the Holy Ghost was our Heavenly Mother and I felt the warm embrace like an arm around my back of what seemed like a motherly figure and that seemed like an answer to me so I chose to believe that the Holy Ghost was our Heavenly Mother but I've heard other doctrinal things that go against that and I'm sure anybody who's studied into the Mormon religion or Christianity in general would probably find some obvious reasons why that's not true but uh, yeah I don't know It's weird. <laughs> it's just weird trying to think about who's listening. And I think I, when I speak, I try to cater my words to my audience. And maybe that's, that's the thing about prayer. Like that's what I'm trying to do is just pray to some higher being to speak to something that is bigger than me. I don't know what God is. I don't know. And I can conjure up an idea of what Mary might be or might have been. I don't know. So I think I might just be praying to my imagination, but I don't think it's useless. I want to avoid acting like I'm speaking to some audience. I really want this to be a conversation between me and something divine. <sighs> I feel like I've spent nine minutes talking about nothing. Talking about what I'm talking about. Instead of talking about what matters, what does matter. <laughs> After leaving the church, I guess. I've become agnostic about almost everything. Sort of the, uh, the experience Nisha talks about with the death of God. But it's not really like a death, it's like, maybe it's more like 
waking up from a dream and I don't know. I don't know. That's that's really what it's come down to is I don't know. I've become completely agnostic, completely agnostic to everything in life. To everything. It's not like waking up. Maybe it's like still being in a dream. But kind of knowing it's a dream. <laughs> but not knowing whether it's a dream or not. I am in the state of eternal unknowing. And I am trying to create something which I can speak to, which I feel in my heart is not real. And that's just so hard, but it doesn't have to be real for me to speak to it. And so I. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mary. I'm sorry. I was speaking to the audience again. So. Your son was a... Uh, pretty cool guy, huh? Pretty, pretty important. At least a lot of people think that. I I think he was too. Um, yeah, he he is a big inspiration for me, for sure. Um, was I mean, I don't know. If this is rude to ask, but like. Was that immaculate conception thing? Did that really happen? Or was it like... See, because, like, my theory is, like... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's where I stand on everything, is I don't know. Like, it could have been that, you know... Joseph knocked you up, and then... And then he got married to I don't know. But he was a special kid, that's for sure. He was special. And you probably knew that from the beginning. And your sister knew that too. Fuck what's her name? Ah. Um, Elizabeth? I, I guess I have to read more of the scriptures. But, I don't know. I'm not even here to talk about them. I mean, I'm here to talk about me. This is a, a selfish thing, okay? Um, yeah, I mean, my main question is, what the fuck? Um, so life is uh, pretty hard. And I mean, was did, did Jesus come here to make it easier? Like, I don't know. I, I feel like, honestly, I feel like the goal was, was deeper than that. I apologize. I still feel like I'm, I'm playing to an audience. I don't know if I'll keep doing this, but I want to. I feel like... I feel like my prayers by myself are just more personable. More personal. Personable. 
There's that, okay, there's that Freudian slip thing, you know, I like, makes me mad that people think, I've heard my therapist say, and I've heard Peter Rollins say, that when people make a Freudian slip, when they say something and they mean something else, then what they actually said is what they actually meant. So, what the fuck? Okay, so I said personable instead of personal. But what I meant to say was I want things to be more personal. And <laughs> maybe what I did mean was that I want things to be more personable, like like I want to appeal to a greater audience. Maybe that is what I really want. <sighs> but I don't. That's the thing. That's the thing is I'm caught. I mean, that's all of us, right? We're caught up in conflicting desires. And that's this right now. It's me wanting something to be private and personal, while at the same time being seen by someone, being heard by someone. Really, I mean, I was gonna just record this on my phone, but then I thought, why not use the free storage of some other platform? Then again, I don't know what the storage capacity of this is. Maybe, maybe after a certain number of episodes, it starts deleting my later ones, or my earlier ones. None of this is what I really wanted to talk about. I was listening to... Or watching... And listening. I was listening to the Thaddeus Russell interview with... Lily Forrester. About the whole murder of John Galton thing. And then started watching the HBO series, The Anarchists. I'm just, I feel like I'm becoming more and more agnostic about everything in my life. And okay, right now I'm caught up in this this split desire between trying to appeal to this audience and trying to just be upfront with someone who. I'm pretending already knows me. I'm thinking of calling these episodes Prayers of a Madman, and I think that will be very fitting. Because this is insanely rambling and incoherent. So I'm becoming agnostic about everything. I used to be very much an anarchist, very much a voluntarist. I still, still want to believe in voluntarism.
that humans can cooperate without violence. But I just don't know. Maybe violence is part of life. It's definitely part of life in the animal kingdom. But you know, like maybe we can transcend that. That's the hope. That's the hope of a lot of people. I think another reason I'm trying to do this is so that I can speak without thinking. That's what I'm trying to do, is to speak my thoughts out loud and not think them inside my head. And I don't know why that seems like it's useful, but it seems like something that I don't do often. So I think it's worth experimenting with. And I have thoughts. I have thoughts going on in my head that I'm trying to think instead of that I'm trying to, that I'm trying to speak instead of think. Still isn't really where I wanted to go with this prayer. Here's something I've been thinking about. Our bodies, they're all, all the cells and all the atoms and even the separate bacteria. They're all working together to create this functioning form And I ask myself, how? And maybe part of the answer is that it actually happens through a lot of violence on the microscopic anatomic level. I'm sure there are wars of bacteria and cells fighting in my body right now. Maybe violence is inherent within all systems. It's hard. It's hard because I want to do what's right. I do. Then at the same time, you know, I don't know. I don't know if anybody believes that, that I want to do what's right. Maybe a lot of people believe that. I don't know if I believe in myself sometimes. Maybe I really want to do what's wrong. Maybe I want to break the rules and steal and lie and cheat. Maybe I want to do both those things at the same time, to do what's right and to do what's wrong, maybe. This is another conclusion I think I've come to is that we are all walking contradictions. This sort of quantum idea, and I don't even know if I'm using quantum right, 
This idea of things being opposites at the same time. Schrodinger's cat thing, dead and alive. True and false, one and zero. But it seems to me to be the best description of reality. That opposites coincide. It really makes it hard though. This is what I was getting at. This agnosticism, this unknowing. It makes it hard to act. And this is what I'm trying to figure out is what should I do? You know, I've stopped. I won't say stopped. It's complicated, I guess, but I stopped. I stopped watching porn. I stopped masturbating, and it wasn't. It wasn't for the same reasons. that I tried to before when I was in the church fully believing that's the weird thing there's nothing I fully believe anymore But yeah, I mean, it's actually been easier to not believe anything. Now, even all this no-fap propaganda about how it makes your life better and all that shit, I don't believe it. It's just something I'm trying. I'm going to try not masturbating. I'm going to try not watching pornography and just experimenting. And it's... It's also not trying. It's just I make a decision every day that I'm not going to do it. And then, you know, I had a, a bad experience last year at the end of No Not November um, where I masturbated for the first time and I bled out of my urethra because... Apparently that's actually something that happens when someone is sexually abstinent, when a male is sexually abstinent. Um, the ejaculation can apparently work a little bit like constipation and make that passageway bleed. And uh, that scared me a little bit. But, I mean, it wasn't a big deal. It healed eventually. Um, so, to mitigate that, I uh, I made a deal with myself. At least for now, I will ejaculate once a week on Saturdays. And that's just the decision I made, so I allow myself to masturbate on Saturday. That's like my cheat day, I guess. Still not watching porn because there's no because. That's that's the thing. There's no because. It's just that I choose not to do it. And I've seen I've seen arguments from both sides about how porn is evil and rots your brain and 
seen Ironman saying porn's not that bad. And so, I mean, I've done the porn thing for quite a while. I figure at this point I'll try the not porn thing for a while and see what happens. And I don't know how long I'll run this experiment, but I don't know, maybe it'll be a couple of years. You know, I don't... I don't know at what point I can say or definitively proved anything, but you know, maybe my life will get better. I kind of have this feeling that it'll probably stay pretty much the same as it's been. And then, of course, I mean, it will get gradually better because I've been in a bad place. And I've been getting gradually better. I want to get to the point where I can, you know, like start a real podcast. And, and then maybe go to school and maybe study philosophy. Or maybe study philosophy and not go to school. I don't know. Just, I don't know. Alan Watts had this talk that I listened to where he talked about the necessity of discipline, but not in the way that most people think of discipline, just the necessity of honing one's skills in order to to act in the world, to convey a message, for a musician to make music, they have to have to get good at their instrument. A singer an artist, they'll have to practice. But the thing is, this discipline, he says it, it needs to, I don't know if it needs to, but for the true artist, for the true musician, and this is something I noticed about Telmar too, It was, it's something that they want to do. That's what's so hard for me. It's like, I have this question of how much should I force myself to do something that I don't want to do, that I have no drive to do. I could tell Mark, he would practice the piano when When he had free time, when he was stressed about something else, he would just, he would practice. And sometimes I think maybe, maybe social media has infected my dopamine receptors to the point where I can't enjoy something else like practicing an instrument. Maybe if I lived in a different age or was born just 10 or 20 years earlier, I would have done something as, as boring as playing an instrument or playing the piano. <sighs> Here's my other problem. I hate reading. I want to be some sort of philosopher but I hate reading. And so do I just force myself to enjoy it? Or maybe I'll find something that I enjoy reading, but that seems unlikely. I just tried to read a 
poem by Walt Whitman. I think it was a, a song of myself. Because uh, my therapist recommended it. And I thought it sounded interesting. So I started reading it and it was not interesting. <laughs> I started to fall asleep. And I just couldn't get through it. So it's like, should I just force myself? Should I just train my attention span? I don't know. I don't know the answer. I found that I'm actually pretty good at not doing things. I think I've gotten good at not doing things. I guess with the whole like not watching porn and not masturbating. I feel like I've sort of mastered not doing things and not eating. I've, I've done that for a long time. Intermittent fasting. And I think that's where where I started getting good at it was from fasting. Because fasting is just a, a decision you make to not eat food and to ignore your natural urges, I guess. Which honestly could be a bad thing, like there's this other side that would say that your natural instincts are the most important to follow. And I can see that. It makes sense to me. But I'm in a place now where I guess I'm trying to do the opposite because... Because I don't know. There is no because. I'm just trying something different. (sighs) And then, I don't know, maybe at least I can say I've tried. Really, I think the, honestly, at this point, the fasting thing is just convenience. For one, I don't have the money, or at least I tell myself I don't have the money to eat three meals a day. So, I eat one meal a day, and I get by just fine. I'm getting to bed kind of late because I'm trying to record this and I don't know if it's worth it or not I don't know (sighs) so Yeah. There's uh there's still that girl with Albertsons that I'm gonna try to talk to. I don't know if anything will come of it. She's probably 
she probably has a boyfriend. Um, but, but, I will count it as a victory if I can just talk to her and ask her out, ask her to go get coffee or smoke or something. I don't know. I still haven't figured out what to ask her or if I should start with my name or like I don't know what to say like hey hi hi excuse me um you're really pretty and I'm Kelton and I was wondering if you'd like to get coffee or something sometime <laughs> that's the best I got um, yeah so that uh, that's the goal next time I see her and then aside from that tomorrow I gotta see if I can get a hold of the court again to pay my fine and DoorDash, obviously. Oh, and I really need to pick up my medicine. If I do not pick up my medicine, I will have no medicine tonight. So I need to do that. Yeah. And that's it. I think I'm seeking, seeking out this higher power. <laughs> At this point, I still just feel like I'm talking to my phone. And it's bad because there's this light, this light in my face. When I was doing this before, it felt like a more personal conversation with something else, with someone else. And it felt a little bit more crazy because because there was no audience. It's weird, it's, I guess it's that thing, you know, where the observation of a thing makes it different. That whole scientific idea that when you observe something it changes the measurement was that was that the whole thing with the light waves on the I don't know I don't know most of what I say is bullshit but yeah it's just hard because I want to be speaking to a being that already knows me, but then I feel the need to explain myself to the audience. Then again, maybe there's an audience of angels in heaven that are watching me I always like the idea that there's you know that like your life is a TV show and and even with all the awful things you've done or the embarrassing moments you have the audience is still rooting for you because you're the main character and you're the hero of the story. I don't know. 
like to think that sometimes. I think maybe it helps. And I'm just gonna try to get better. Maybe try to make an actual podcast. But uh, for now, I think this was uh, good. I've just quit my therapy sessions. I hope my therapist never sees this, but I honestly didn't feel like I was getting much of anything out of it. I guess it was nice to tell somebody when I was feeling suicidal, but uh, that was, that was about it. And you know, I mean, he, he would ask and I don't know. But, like, I've got my sister that I talk to every day now, and my other sister that I talk to once a week. And conversations with them seem more productive than therapy sometimes most of the time so that's where I'm at right now and then and then I have this which I guess I'll try to do every night for a while I'll try to start earlier and make it shorter and I don't know I should probably wrap it up now and get to bed so That's what I'm going to do. Thanks for listening, Mary. And, uh... Yeah. Hopefully you can uh, pass that prayer on to God or Jesus in a way that, uh... I don't know. Just, uh... Just please ask him to have mercy on me. Um... And, Maybe send some some happiness my way. That that would be nice. It's just been it's been kinda tough. I've had lots of car trouble lately and my job is literally my car, so yeah. Um and then you know that friend who borrowed $4,500 from me who might never pay me back and then of course taxes I could really use some help with taxes and I don't know, like, love would be nice, too. Like, I could just really use some physical intimacy. Just want to be, like, close to someone, you know? Get that sweet, sweet oxytocin. So, yeah, yeah, pass that 
pass that along to the higher ups if you can and uh and see what what you can work out for me and and let me know what I can do for you I'm I'm really trying my best out here but let me know and oh god if I'm supposed to be more generous I will try I'm just I'm <laughs> I'm so scared of not having enough and I honestly believe that maybe maybe giving is the key to receiving you know that there's this whole thing in the in the Mormon religion this whole deep belief in the law of tithing you know we give 10% and things work out and we receive blessings and honestly believe it's kind of true but I haven't been giving you know I've tried I've tried to give 10% to charity in the past to Khan Academy and the suicide hotline and I think I'll start giving to that uh, that place that builds wells builds wells in Africa and my plan is to do it when I do my taxes, figure out what 10% of my income is and and pay that. So yeah, that's uh, that's my justification. And like I said, let me know if there's anything else I can do for you. Um, yeah. All right. Talk to you later. Amen.